everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. We are excited today to have a little bonus episode for you. Uh, we love talking rom-coms and that's what we're going to do today. We are talking underrated rom-coms and I can't think of anybody better to have with me to do this than my very good friend Jennifer Chandler's here. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yes. We both love rom-coms. <laughs> that's yes. part of how we Maybe. bonded <laughs> for sure yes. and uh so what we thought just to record a bonus episode that we could have ready to go when uh when things are getting busy or crazy thought it'd be fun to do a little episode where we are talking about underrated rom-coms and what to you I know it's a word thrown about a lot, but what to you <laughs> means underrated? What do you interpret that as? Well, I mean, immediately what comes to mind is underdog, you know, mm-hmm, right. something scrappy and uh, <laughs> underestimated and yeah. then not thought much of. So as far as underrated rom-coms, it's just something that is kind of maybe a diamond in the rough, like something that not many people have seen or just haven't been exposed to. Yeah. Um, something that's hiding on your best friend's shelf that they're madly in love with and you've just for some reason never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's kind of like with overrated, it's not necessarily like overrated. It's not necessarily something, uh, that's, that's, uh, bad. It's just something that you think it's maybe more praise than it deserves. In this case, it's not like we're saying these movies are masterpieces. We're saying that they, <laughs> no. they don't get the praise that they do deserve. Yes. Or, or they're just over they are masterpieces <laughs> you know they're they're the ones that yeah. don't immediately come to mind when you think of pulling a rom-com yeah. to watch and what do you do you think makes for a great rom-com <sighs> That's, the key put me elements. on the spot man i know um <laughs> i love character arcs i guess mm-hmm. if i have to pick one thing i love I, I you know before we started recording we were talking about um just people finding something of value in themselves and not just in finding another person. Mm-hmm. And so I really like seeing that in, in yeah. rom-coms and some sort of, you know, redemption story maybe, mm-hmm. or for sure, just some sort of growth in the character. And then I like, you know, I love ensembles, love a good, strong ensemble, um, good, strong communities. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can nitpick all the yeah. little different pieces, but I think if I had to pick, those would probably be, the two, of course, good chemistry. Let's do three. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> they I mean, it's have no, to go together. <laughs> yeah, it's no big surprise that I love rom coms, given that I host a homework podcast. But the the key, <laughs> I think, the most <laughs> and the most important element for me is chemistry. It it, yeah. it it helps so much if you feel it can have a ridiculous plot, and many rom coms do. But if I'm feeling the couple and they have that chemistry, it can make such a difference. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Super, super agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think that the witty banter mm. is huge. Yes. Uh, because it just makes it funny and and enjoyable. And I, I think that's what makes Nora Ephron the best that the best. there ever was. <laughs> just because her witty banter. Because she she uh was also an essay writer and she would write these her books of essays are so good 
And uh, yeah, you should, you, she has one in particular right now. Yeah. She has one in her, my favorite of hers, her books of essays is one of the, that's called, I feel bad about my neck. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and where she's talking, the one, the essay from the title is she uh, is talking about getting old and her skin. And I know it's just very, it's very truthful and charming. And she also has one on parenting that is so good that you definitely have to read. You'll love it. Um, and I think that that's what she managed to do is like work in these little essays into her scripts. And so like, for instance, when, uh, when uh, Joe is going in, you've got Mel is going to Starbucks and he talks about how it's the most empowering experience that <laughs> and you get a defining sense people of self who can't make de- your... decisions get to make five in a row <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. and so she would find a way of like working these little kind of diatribes these little sort of mini essays into her scripts and and so when you're watching you're like oh yeah like this isn't one of hers but one of one i love and i almost thought about picking it for underrated is um is a uh, He's just not just not that into you. And mm-hmm. I don't think all of the plot lines work, but I think the ones that do work, I really like. And uh, I, uh, I I particularly love the whole section with Drew Barrymore where she's talking about technology. And she's like, she's like, it used to be one phone line that you call and leave a message. <laughs> and now you have to go around being rejected by five different technologies. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> that that whole essay is so funny. And I think that that's when the banter can really work when you get like these sort of little uh, insights into, mm-hmm. I mean, Woody Allen started kind of, uh, he was really famous for doing this in movies like Annie Hall or Manhattan or movies like that, where, you know, you kind of go on these little diatribes commenting about life. And, and uh, uh, I just, I love I love that kind of thing. I think it's so good. Yeah. It, it mm-hmm. makes it more real. I yeah. Don't know. It makes me feel like it's more like a friend group that mm-hmm. I would like real life people, real life conversations. Yeah. And something super scripted. That's a good point too, that uh, one of my favorite parts of Notting Hill mm-hmm. is the whole scene for the, at the birthday party uh, mm-hmm. for his sister. You know, mm-hmm. when they're and they're just talking about eating brownies and and uh, <laughs> and life and everything. That feels so real to me of just like a group of people just sort of chatting. And I don't know. I love that whole scene. I, this is so unrelated, but it just tied it all together with what you're talking about. Um, I just had this flashback of that scene in. Um, what is it? Oh, no. Uh, never been kissed. When she mm-hmm. eats the brownies at the party Uh-oh. and then she's yeah. on the phone with her brother and then she's like, oh my gosh, somebody ate my pie. Yes, I love that whole scene. <laughs> that is my favorite. And it's it just, a whole pie. Just, talked about, just talked about Drew Barrymore. You just talked about brownies. So that scene just popped into my yeah. head and I started laughing. Oh. I love that scene. They ate the whole pie. <laughs> <laughs> like, who broke in and ate your pie? You ate your pie. <laughs> and on the flip side, the that because some people will watch romantic comedies and be like they're all the same i don't understand why you like this one and you don't like this one the mm. thing of it is is that when they don't have that chemistry and when they because because a lot of people a lot of scripts try to do the opposites attract kind yeah. of pride and prejudice thing and yeah. the thing about that is that 
that people don't understand about Pride and Prejudice is that is that Lizzie and Darcy don't like each other, but they're both shown to be extremely likable characters and well-loved, beloved by the other mm-hmm. people in their lives throughout this throughout the story. So mm-hmm. you are never given really that much of a reason to dislike either character. Mm-hmm. And and then certainly by the end you're pulling for both of them and you want them to like each other. Whereas so often in the bad romantic comedies is we dislike both of the characters. They don't like each other and you don't <laughs> care because they're the worst. <laughs> yes yes (laughs) and i I think a lot personally i think a lot of those sort of matthew mcconaughey movies from uh like he had he had a couple good ones like how to lose a guy in 10 days and Mm -hmm. then there was a a a string that were really bad in my opinion i feel like Like failure to launch is one that i watch a lot but is not one of the good ones (laughs) like for some there's parts of it that i well there's parts of it i love i love Uh zoe deschanel in there with the mockingbird with that whole thing just cracks me up but with the with sarah Jessica parker and matthew mcconaughey they just didn't seem to work which is weird because the other day i just read something that said that he used to have a crush on her or something and i'm like yeah that did not come through no (laughs) in that movie yeah that was that was a weird one for me a really terrible one is um what happens in vegas that one is oh no i love that no That was so bad. I hate it. I love that movie. <laughs> Unabashedly, that's one of my, uh, that would be my underrated rom-com. Uh-oh. Did you take one on off your shelf. list? No, no, you didn't. You just, it's definitely not on your list. But No, it's not. As Sean says, my list isn't the right list. It's yeah, my right. list. <laughs> so, yeah. I no, just, that's just, too, I love that one. I don't know why. too miserable to each other. I I have a harder time getting into these like sort of um uh what's his name? I always forget his name. Um oh the director uh that did a bunch of like the Seth Rogan, like knocked know, up I'm and not... train wrecked and Oh, I don't know. I'm oh, terrible at that name? stuff. I'm sorry. I can't Google think of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of those kind of really kind of Judd Apatow. Yeah, Judd Apatow. I Judd Apatow, those kinds of movies are not my favorite. I don't know. It's just and not that's my fair. That's not fair. My and style. There's, you know, there's times too when some things are more your thing or my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are sure. phases of life where I watch a movie and I'm like, man, that movie's the best. And then I watch it again. I was like, what? It, that was garbage. Why did, yeah. <laughs> why did I think I like that? So, you know, there's, there's phases for everything. But uh, last time I watched that one, I really liked it. Which one? <laughs> the what, what happens in Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> So maybe there will be a time that I watch it and it doesn't make the cut, but for now it's still on my show. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) I I think that it's just careful. You have to be careful about making the characters likable, even if they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. You also have to make that switch for them liking each other at kind of the right point. Cause if you wait too long, then it, it doesn't work. And but you have to kind of make the conflict somewhat believable. Yeah. Uh, one of one of my uh, underrated rom-coms that isn't on our list, uh, Sean would make that argument for. The, the reason he doesn't like it is he doesn't think. Which characters one? Are, uh, Alex and Emma. Oh, yeah. With Luke yeah, Wilson so you, and Kate you're, Hudson. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's got, I it's got Nora Jones music. <laughs> I I cannot get over the dialogue in that movie. It kills me every time. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I don't think I can even find it fast enough. But he's like, when did uh, forehead to the uh, for back the back of your hand to the forehead become medically reliable? <laughs> Like, there's just so much banter in there yeah. that I personally enjoy, but I yeah. have to watch that one by myself. <laughs> Sean won't watch it. That is a no, no fly zone yeah. for both of us to watch. <laughs> well, as we're talking about our official picks, our five yes. picks, and I tried to pick ones that maybe I hadn't talked about that much on the on the podcast. I feel like I've talked about. I debated. I almost put Sing Street. I love Sing Street. Mm-hmm. I. I uh, I feel like I've talked about that a lot, so I didn't pick that one. Uh, but um, but let us know if you're listening. Let us know what you would pick, what your top five. And I did ask on Twitter. We'll talk about that at the end. But I got tons of responses. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> could be a series but, in and of itself. Yes, it really could. <laughs> uh, so. I'll get let's get started. I'll talk about my first pick. And this is what kind of got me thinking about this topic. Actually, I was thinking about this movie and it's called What If. And this movie came out in 2013. It's actually has in in, uh, Great Britain. It's called the F word Mm -hmm. (laughs) scandal. Um, (laughs) But uh, this is a movie starring Daniel Radcliffe and Zoe. uh, Kazan and Megan Park from Hallmark fame and uh, Adam Driver and uh, it's basically a friends to lovers trope story uh, about these two friends who uh, are a play it's like a platonic friendship uh, they see through the shoe through a bunch of relationships but truly they have they're kind of meant to be together, you know, kind of in the end. Uh, but it, but are you going to risk spoiling the friendship in order for uh, to test out this relationship? And Adam Driver plays hit plays Daniel Radcliffe's married best friend BFF. <laughs> he is absolutely hilarious in the movie, <laughs> and it's just it's a charming, really well done. I'm going to use that word a lot in this podcast, but. It is a charming movie, and I, I just think I think it's underrated. I think it's one that I never hear talked about that people, uh, it's but it's got a great cast, and I think uh, Mackenzie Davis is in it. Uh, so yeah, have you seen this? I had not until you put it on the list, and then I watched it, and oh, you watched I it today? love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I loved it. I need to watch it again when I'm not like pausing as the little people in my, my life walk through the living room. Um, Cause that was not, <laughs> not a family friendly movie. Oh um, yeah. Given its original title. I mean, obviously right. but <laughs> it was delightful. It was so unexpected. I don't, I, maybe it helped that I hadn't, I don't think I've even heard of it before. Right. Um, See, it was, that's why yeah, it's totally unrated. Why. It's yeah. completely merited to be on the list. I had a blast. I was, full on legitimately not just uh, uh yeah. 
facetiously, I can't think of the right word. Yeah. I was rolling on the floor. Yeah. Like I was, my kids were like, mom, are you okay? And I'm dying <laughs> laughing. I and, had a blast. Adam Driver. He is so funny. I mean, well, I, and who's the guy? Um, I'm going to butcher his name. Raph Spall. Uh-huh. Oh we yeah. Yeah. Ben. I, he was so like a, a dark was, horse. I don't yeah. know what to call it. Like he was, so bland in some ways, but he delivered all of his stuff so perfectly. And he was just the exact right kind of foil in the movie. And I just thought he was hysterical without actually being funny. And then yeah. the sister, um, Daniel Radcliffe's sister was really funny. Um, even though she only had a few scenes. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. it was an ensemble, like we were talking about earlier. So big points for me, because it was an ensemble. They had fantastic chemistry, mm-hmm. unbelievable banter. The banter going back and forth was just the best. And mm-hmm. then just hilarious, not quite slapstick, but just situational environmental comedy that had me losing it. It was so yeah. funny. And I would watch a whole movie about Adam Driver and Mackenzie Davis's character, their yeah. relationship. <laughs> they were so funny. They were really funny. Although I admit, I, I would probably watch it too, but I appreciated kind of the distance between. <laughs> I think a, an entire movie of just them would overwhelm me a little bit. They were big, 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 big characters. characters. <laughs> yes, they were. So yeah. it, it was so good. And I, I liked how it was, you know, a rom com and there was light and funny. And then there was Adam Driver and his little plot with their big characters that made it just ridiculous. But then there were some really real components. Um, where they called each other out on stuff. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. This isn't, you know, all fluffy. It's This has got some content. Yeah. So that was really nice. Which one would you prefer? Friends to lovers, like this kind of a story, or opposites attract? I don't know. I think it, to cop out, I guess it depends mm-hmm. on the characters. Like yeah. it's just there's all sorts I could think of. And I'm really bad at coming up with stuff on the spot. But this... On one hand, on on one hand, no, I just on one hand, friends to lovers, it it uh, it makes me so frustrated because I'm like I could picture myself being in that situation, being that (laughs) being in that spot, Uh, but (laughs) but on the other hand, it's like I I kind of like it because I can kind of escape to that spot too, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I think most of the time, um, and I felt like this movie handled it really well. I think it creates unrealistic expectations and there there's some blurred lines and it just gets really yeah. kind of messy when you make that jump, which is why it's interesting. Um, so yeah. I think I probably would pick opposites attract just generically. Cause there's a little less stress usually. <laughs> yeah. I love but. friends to lovers. I love opposites attract. I love uh, the second chance romance. Like they were, they mm-hmm. dated in high school and now, Oh, yeah. now we're back there. Yeah, well, I think the best thing about friends to lovers is that they've got that established friendship. Mm. Um, I think one thing, I don't know if it's a spoiler, I don't think so, but that makes this this one in particular so kind of painful, although obviously I still like it, um, is that he starts out in that place, you yeah. know, and then just spends the whole time kind of like, well, you know, if, if friendship is all I can get, I will take it, you know, and right. that's kind of a, a hard hard place to sit forever (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's a little painful to watch someone you like go through so (laughs) it's kind of like when harry met sally in a way Mm. but you know a little bit a little bit more modern you know it's it's asking those same (laughs) questions can men and women be friends friends. right and uh, 
According to movies, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I have, I've heard that as well. <laughs> All right. Well, what is your first pick? So I think ironically, first on my list is going to be, isn't it romantic? And I say ironically because it's almost like a spoof on, yeah, on rom-coms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I remember seeing the, the previews for it. And I was never really sure, you know, you see them and you kind of get excited and it could be the mm-hmm. best thing. It could be the worst thing. It could be just why did I waste two hours of my life watching yeah. that? And um, I just thought it was delightful. I think that's going to be my word that I use a lot during this podcast. It's delightful. <laughs> you can say charming and I can yeah. say delightful. But it was just, you know, unexpected. I think in a lot of ways it's um, similar to the reasons that I liked Enchanted. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was just a parody on the genre and it just pulled in all of the tropes and things that you love about it. Uh, but it didn't, it wasn't spiteful, you no. know, it didn't mercilessly mock people who love that kind of thing. And I think they, they found that line yeah. to where they acknowledged the silliness of it, yeah. but at the same time still respected people that enjoy it. I think this movie is particularly funny for those of us that are in the kind of rom-com fandoms, like particularly Hallmarkies, because I don't know, just everything from the production design to her outfits to <laughs> everything. There are so many Easter eggs in this movie. Uh, that are making, and I think Liam Hemsworth is so <laughs> funny in the movie. He does He's great. Hilarious. He does really great. He, he was a perfect pick and someone I wasn't expecting. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have cast him in that role personally, but he was perfect yeah. for it having seen it now oh so so good and i really liked uh i mean i love adam devine and 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 rebel wilson together because Mm -hmm. uh they already had great chemistry obviously in pitch perfect and uh they get to add that on here and I don't know, just everything from like all of the fake flowers around everything, <laughs> like stuff like that. Well, and the, just... the operator, the emergency operator. Wait, you're calling me to say that so there's more stuff in your apartment and it's nicer. <laughs> yeah. and she just hangs up on her because and her dog's better. Yes, yeah. <laughs> her dog behaves and actually does tricks and yeah. <laughs> It was just really nice. It was unexpected and it was sweet. And um, Mm -hmm. while it kind of was predictable. uh, It was funny. That was its main job is to be funny. And it totally was. For sure. And even though it kind of was predictable, the first time you watch it, at least for me, I enjoyed it more the second time I watched it because the whole first time I was like, what's going to happen? This is, are they going to be like real spiteful? Are they going to just completely abandon the genre? And like, what mm-hmm. are they going to do? So I was pleased with how they handled it. Yeah. It was a really good one. That's a good yeah. choice. That's fun to rewatch too. Yeah. I know. I saw it three times in theater. That was back when wow. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> You really liked it. I did. I it was back when Movie Pass was a thing, and so I went just went and saw it a bunch of times. I think already think it was the tail end of that, but anyway, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. Uh, All right. Well, my next choice is something that I think uh, maybe it's it's, skirts the line of of being romantic comedy because it also is a drama in a lot of ways, but it's so good it's called juliet naked and people might hear that 
and think, oh, that sounds scandalous. It's not scandalous. It is an R-rated film, but that's mainly for language. It's uh, it's not scandalous. Uh, it's about a woman who uh, is the uh, long-suffering girlfriend of this man who runs this uh, fandom for this rocker who... <laughs> Chris O'Dowd, I love him. Yeah, he... He, he runs this this fan group chat room everything for this rocker who hasn't made an album in a long time and the last album that he made he they everybody considers it perfect it's called juliet naked is the name of the album so that's i think they they heard themselves a little bit with the title of this yeah movie. i totally agree but totally agree. uh it, she ends up she's she finally is so frustrated one day she sends an email with her review of his uh of his music and she comments uh, in his forum yeah she gets in the forum and yeah. just goes off <laughs> and he he responds the the singer responds mm-hmm. with ethan hawk and uh, they start chatting back and forth he ends up coming to london uh for a thing and to visit his daughter and they end up meeting and of course chris o'dowd's character is freaking out about it and what I think that this movie does so well is the script uh, based on Nick, a Nick Hornby novel is so well done in keeping characters. Cause Chris O'Dowd's character is actually kind of a jerk. Yeah. I mean, sure. he does not treat her the way that she deserves nope, to be treated. Not at all. But they keep the humanity of the character. They don't excuse his behavior, but they keep the humanity of the character. And uh he has i mean he has a moment at the end where he talks about that how much this album really mattered to him and it doesn't really matter if it mattered to ethan hawk's character it it made a difference in his life and he has a really powerful scene and it's kind of amazing that that character with all that he's done to our lead character mm-hmm. earns that moment and you mm-hmm. feel it and i thought that's such a good example of how good the writing is in this movie and i just felt like it was so underrated nobody talked about it nobody saw it <laughs> hardly at all and i in 2018 it was one of my favorites of that year and it's really, it's funny, it's insightful, it has a lot to say about fandom and fan culture, and it is also a rom- a romance, but it's not like a huge romance. So it's a little bit of a stretch, but I really love it. <laughs> I love it too. Um, it, this is embarrassing for myself because it shows how bad I was at technology, but it's the only movie I have in my iTunes, my own personal iTunes, because uh-huh. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> put it in the wrong place so i'm always fine with it though because i can access it whenever i want very easily (laughs) oh my word i was like sean i put it in the wrong folder i really like (laughs) ethan hawk's character too because yes it would have been easy to also make him just kind of a jerk but like his relationship with his daughter and then he also has the new uh child the this his um uh the, his, his new child that break comes with him on the trip mm-hmm. and he's trying to make things better uh it's a second chance for him yeah it's a second chance and mm-hmm. uh, or it's, third yeah <laughs> <Fourth>. <laughs> he's, he's uh, had a few yeah his new beginning. chris o'dowd like you said so good rose Byrne, ethan hawk it's it's just a good really good movie well and i think you know being as familiar as we are with fandoms 
I think it was, was interesting um, the balance to strike between, you know, I can only imagine people who are actually in, let's say Harry Potter Mm -hmm. um, and don't know the number of trivia, the, the massive amount of fan fiction and trivia and just anything that, that people just absorb from the yeah. movies. And it it's just interesting to see how art, yeah. whatever its form can impact somebody. Like you said, with Chris O'Dowd's little speech on, it doesn't matter what it was meant to be or what it meant to the original artist. It meant something to me personally. Yeah. And that's why I value it. And so I thought that was a really neat little, kind of take away, especially given yeah, how many be, fandoms I'm yeah. I like. And, and it, it would be really easy for this to be a really cynical movie about yes. someone getting lost in fandom, but it's actually kind of a a defense in a way of just of your passions, of what you love in life. And and that Rose Byrne character of her just she just kind of let things happen. She didn't mm-hmm. really like fight for what she wanted in life. And uh, so she kind of learns that through the end of the the movie, and it's just it's great. I, I yeah, I, uh, I I've been burned though. I have to admit, I've I recommended that to my mother, and she, she was like, "Why did you think I would?" <laughs> I was like, she uh, no, she did not. It was it was a hard sell already with the title, so I felt bad that I misread her so uh, badly. But it's, it is an R rated really film, like so. That's true. If it's not, if if you, well, it's hard to prepare uh, someone for that as well. You know, yeah. how do you really explain what you're getting into, especially right. with the title? Hey, mom, <laughs> go watch this movie. What? <laughs> I just trust me. <laughs> uh, so. All right, what's your next pick? Uh, my next pick is very much skirting the line you and i talked about it already as far as it's not really a comedy but i'm putting it in there anyway because it's super underrated in my opinion um the last five years with anna kendrick and jeremy jordan and um it's like (laughs) sean's gonna kill me for saying this it's like the memento of (laughs) rom-com it's so so stylistically interesting yeah it starts uh, from her perspective at the beginning, no, at the end of their end. relationship. Yeah. And then it staggers scenes with his perspective. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, you're at the beginning of the relationship with her and the end of the relationship with him. And in the middle, they pass mm-hmm. like their wedding I yeah. think, is a central thing. But it's, of course, I'm a huge Anna Kendrick fan girl. Um, just it's embarrassing mm. how much I love her. <laughs> um, but I just, it's just such a beautiful movie and it's just yeah. kind of real. And it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't hold anything back. I love this Broadway musical, first of all, so good. And I, I kind of wondered if it would be something that you could make into a movie just because of its mm. style, but they do a great job. And I agree. I think this is way underrated. I, I think that, uh, Jeremy Jordan is so great. So I love great. him so much. I saw him on Supergirl and I was like, wait, that's the, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's also been in some Hallmark movies. Yeah. Uh, so that's, he's uh, a hall star and they have pretty good chemistry. I'd say, and he's mm-hmm. very charming in it and also scoundrel at times. Mm. Uh, but, uh, mm. but yeah, I mean, her, <laughs> <laughs> her, I understand 
even though you don't approve of his decisions, mm-hmm. I understand kind of why he does what he does because she is so needy as a character and that it, that affects their relationship. Not that you're blaming her for his bad decisions, but you at least kind of understand understand them a little bit. Yeah, I think they just, I mean, kind of typical... I don't want to say if it's a typical yeah. breakup movie, but they, they both had really big glaring weaknesses yeah. and issues. Like he was just desperate to date somebody that wasn't Jewish. Um, and then she was just needy and they both found in the moment what mm-hmm. they were looking for in each other and overlooked a bunch of other things. And at the end of the day, their problems ended up being bigger than what they brought to the table. Yeah. But it's just, I I love the perspective. Like I said, it's just really interesting. I love the music. Mm -hmm. I used to sing it around the house. Not that I can really sing, but uh, my (laughs) son, when he was very young, told me stop because it was making him sad. (laughs) The the songs were sad. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I love the song so much. Amazing. I just, I listened to it. A lot. Um, and I do want to say I haven't seen the Broadway play and I know that there are diehard fans of the Broadway play who hate the movie. So I can understand your perspective. Yeah. If you're coming from that, but I haven't seen the play and just being introduced to the concept was so exciting. I thought they I did a great it. job. Yeah, right. I'm with you. It's a good choice. All right. My next choice is a throwback and it's called Some Kind of Wonderful and you hear a lot of praise of course john hughes films like the breakfast club and um ferris bueller's day off and and uh 16 candles and all these movies but you you hardly ever hear about some kind of wonderful and this is one that he wrote didn't direct uh but i think it's one of his best scripts and what i think's very impressive about it is that uh, the characters aren't just sort of the archetypes that we usually see in high school comedies, uh, in high school, these types of movies. Um, and basically you have the lead character is named Keith played by Eric Stoltz and his best friend is kind of a tomboyish, I guess, character named Watts played by Mary Stuart Masterson. She's kind of like tough talker and She's a drummer drummer. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and he has this crush on this girl named Amanda played by Leah Thompson. Uh, there's also hilarious, uh, guy named Hardy, Hardy Jens, who's like the bully of the school, I guess. Anyway. And what I think is really cool is that not only do you have Keith as a good character where he's trying to, uh, live his dreams and go to art school he doesn't want or become an artist doesn't want to follow the path that his father wants him to uh and but you also have watts as a really good character and they don't make amanda a mean girl like she mm-hmm. actually has an arc you understand where she's coming from uh you feel for her character and i just think that that's very rare in this type like usually she would be the bad girl kind of mean because uh, obviously you're rooting for watts And Mm -hmm. it has one of the great kisses in movies, in my opinion. It is so good. (laughs) Although it should have ended there. The whole rest (laughs) of it should have just stopped. Like, that should have been... (laughs) The practice kiss. Yeah, that's it. It's done. There's no no going back. You can't... Why even try with anything else? Like, just... 
Stop. <laughs> so you watched this today. What'd you think? I did. Um, I thought it was really good. I'm actually okay. a huge Leah Thompson fan. Um, I love her in Jaws 3. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, again, my shame on display, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so it, it was fun to see her. It's like watching that movie was like, oh, there's that guy from that thing. Oh, there's that girl mm-hmm. from that thing. Like, yeah. There's just so many people in it that you know from something else. Candace Cameron um, Bray. Yes. Is yes. It? Very tiny. Very little. Yep. Um, I don't, were they fil- filming Full House at that point? <laughs> uh, no, I don't, th- well, I don't think so. This was, no, this was 1987. So yeah, she I don't was think that. Super cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, I like 80s movies. So it was fun yeah. to see that. I had a little bit of a struggle with the immediacy of the changes. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going after you. Oh, no. No, just kidding. I'm switching over. <laughs> like, okay, take some time. Yeah. But again, uh, my, my biggest note would just be end after the practice kiss. That was not a practice kiss. That was the kiss. It was so stop. good. That kiss. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that's a good um, one. It looks like Full House started in 1987. So this is okay. right, right, right before that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I just think that it deserves more love than it gets. I think it's as good, if not better than breakfast club and mm-hmm. all those movies personally. So. Well, I think it does a good job of balancing, like you were saying, kind of the perspective of all the characters. And it wasn't just an archetype of everybody. Like, you know, the dad really mm-hmm. wanted his son to go to college and it wasn't just because he was being overbearing. It was because he wanted his son to achieve more than he had achieved. Yeah. And so you knew where he was coming from and why he was, pushing for it but then again you understood why the son didn't want that and wanted something else and so i just thought it was really well balanced everybody you know kind of understood and one of the Mm -hmm. um i like the sister her little story arc where she was kind of rude and (laughs) just thought he was the worst to you know by the end of it she came around and she was protective and yeah and a a little bit sweeter so um it was really good i enjoyed it We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. What's your next pick? My next pick is Penelope. Yeah. With, uh, what's her face? <laughs> Christina Ricci. Re- Re- is that right? Rick- Ricky? Richie. Yeah, Christina Ricci. And it has Reese Ritchie. Witherspoon in it too. Yes, it does. It yeah. has Reese Witherspoon. And James and McAvoy. James McAvoy. This is one of my favorites. Um, I don't even remember how I came across it. I feel like it was an accident. And then I watched it and I was like, why? (laughs) Why have I not seen this before? Mm -hmm. Why are people talking about it? The wardrobe is exceptional. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the design is exceptional. Oh, uh, what's Catherine O'Hara? She's in it too. Mm -hmm. She's great. 
Um, so everybody it does have a know, really good cast. Richard big e. fans Grant. of Schitt's Creek would enjoy it. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is in it. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a minute since I've rewatched it, but it is. I it's just fun. Um, I like the way that it's set up. I like the way that it's filmed. Again, I love the costumes. Um, yeah. I love and the story about, you know, beauty being from within. And yeah, and it's about a girl who has a pig nose. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. That's kind of a big, big part. Yeah. There's a curse on her family. And so the girl, the next girl born in her family is going to have a pig nose and they can't have it surgically removed. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, she can only, the curse can only be broken when she finds true love with one who will accept her as one of their own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, it, yeah. I just, it's a great ensemble movie. There we go again with my mm-hmm. ensembles, but it's just really fun. And it's, it is, it's a cute one. It's very good. All right. Well, my next pick is also has, it's romance, but it's also a uh, dramedy, I guess. Uh-huh. And it's Stranger Than Fiction. I love this movie. It stars Will Ferrell. And if you think, oh, I don't like Will Ferrell, give it a shot. <laughs> it's not his like typical insanity. No, like, it really like, isn't. Talladega Nights or something. No, <laughs> this this is about this man. He has everything ordered, structured in his life. And one day he starts to hear a voice in his head narrating everything he does. And he can't get it out of his mind. And the voice that he's hearing is Emma Thompson, who is a writer who has writer's block and is trying to figure out a way to kill off the character in her new novel. Cause she always, that's her thing. She always kills off the character, but she happens to be writing a story about Harold Crick, the ta- the IRS agent who is actually <laughs> Will Ferrell in real life in his, in his character. And so she's about to kill off, a real person (laughs) anyway and it's such a it's such a fun movie i love it i love the interaction between uh dustin hoffman and will ferrell as because he's a literature professor so he he thinks that since the person is narrating a story that maybe a literature professor (laughs) will be able to help figure out the end of the story and then you also have queen latifah in it and she plays the assistant to uh, Emma Thompson's character and then also you have Maggie Gyllenhaal this is where the rom-com part of it comes in who's this uh kind of cranky anarchist baker <laughs> who she, he, he starts to audit and the cutest scene I love it in the movie when uh he brings her flowers and not flowers like we know like flowers like for baking so he's got like almond flour and (laughs) it's so cute yes that was very cute (laughs) i've got all your flowers here it's adorable (laughs) um and then also just like really sweet moments where uh he becomes better friends a better friend uh through this with uh his friend dave who's played by tony hale from rested development he's in there um he he just starts to to appreciate all the different little things in life more uh from from once he realizes that he's his story it, it, he's 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 hearing his story and he realizes oh my story isn't a good story yeah and how that makes him think and i think that's something that that is very powerful to think about like what story are we telling and would we want to read it 
if it was a book. Well, and <laughs> if you were close story. to the end of your story, would you yeah. be living the way that you're living now? Like, if, would you make the choices that you're making yeah. now if you knew that <laughs> you were going to yeah. be killed in a book? <laughs> well, and Emma Thompson has to kind of decide, like, what's she going to do? Is she going to tell the story? And, she was and, so frazzled and, yeah. like, disheveled in this movie. She was delightful. And she Dustin Hoffman great. basically says to Will Ferrell, he says, he says, you have a chance to actually matter and be part of something great. Most mm. people don't have that. And so I don't know. It's, it's really good. I, I think it's very underrated and I really like it. So it is really fun. It's, uh, it's just unique. There's not, mm-hmm. there's not really anything else like it. Yeah. All those people are in other types of rom-coms that were successful, mm-hmm. uh, but there just isn't anything else. Yeah, <laughs> Emma Thompson is a narrator. Anytime is just yeah. a win, but <laughs> brilliant. It was great. It was. I just love the. He's walking down the street, and everything he's doing is said, or right before he does it, it's said. It's just. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's very clever. And like I said, worth watching just for when he brings her the flowers. It's so cute. <laughs> it's my favorite. She's she's super aggressive, and <laughs> yeah. my dream someday is to. And I love when he. He's like, are you participating in any anarchist meetings? And she's like, wouldn't that defeat the point? <laughs> they were they were complete opposites. That was yeah. definitely one of those opposites attracts thing. Yeah. So what is the next on your list? Next on my list is Just Like Heaven. Another yes. Reese Witherspoon movie because I just can't let her go. Apparently, she's the best. Uh, she is the best, and one of the other movies I love her in is Sweet Home Alabama. But it's not, as we discussed, underrated. So this one, however, I feel like is. I don't really hear, hear anybody talking about it. Um, yeah. But Mark Ruffalo is in it, and he's brilliant. He's got some of the best physical comedy that I, I mm-hmm. like. I didn't know he was capable of doing, um, and I, I just love the whole concept that he he he's got his own things that are going on and he moves into what used to be her apartment and she like haunts him oh and mm-hmm. uh what's his face uh i love sorry. his fr- what's his I- john header is yeah, in yeah, it, and yeah, he's yeah. hysterical and dynamite yes know. he's so funny um <laughs> and unexpected in this film yeah and i love his friend uh <laughs> Ruffalo's friend he's like someday i'm gonna need you to help me with <laughs> murder move a body no, and move a body. any questions or something yeah. like that he was great that yes again with the ensemble but everybody yeah. was really good i loved uh, her sister her yeah sister i do too so great i feel like she was maybe married to the director or something no um, i don't know but it was a, you know similarly to stranger than fiction it was another kind of one of those you know if, if you knew that your story was ending and you look back on your life is that what you would want your story to be yeah and um i just i thought it was really sweet it, it obviously mm-hmm. hit some of the normal opposite attracts things but then there was a deeper side to it too for both of them um, both of their characters and i just liked where it took them and it was legitimately hysterical um in some of it mm-hmm. <laughs> my I, I don't know if i can actually pick a favorite but i love it when the sister the sister sends her kids into the other room <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like because she thinks that mark ruffalo is crazy and so she's like <laughs> 
You're right. She is married to the director. Oh, yay. Yeah. See, I know some oh, things. <laughs> she was great. In the- yeah, I she love this awesome. movie. I saw this. This came out when I was in college uh, or just after, I guess. No, 2000. It really came out in 2000. It was. It came out before I, when I was still living in uh, my college apartment. <laughs> so it was just before I, I went on my mission. Anyway, I saw it a whole bunch of times. <laughs> it's it's worth rewatching a whole bunch of times. Yeah. It's really sweet. It's it's, really a, good. it's a good Agreed. balance. Of... And the garden, oh my gosh, it's oh, so beautiful. And he's a landscape architect. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch it too. After <laughs> talking about it, because it's been too long since I've seen it last. Well, my last pick is a, a movie called Just Right. And this is one that I feel like is definitely underrated as we're the point of the show. Uh, but it's another one with Queen Latifah and uh, Common. And I, I also love Last Holiday with Queen Latifah, but we, I did a whole recap on that movie <laughs> on this podcast. So everyone knows I love that. But, <laughs> but anyway, this one is really good. It, uh, it stars Common as a basketball play, NBA basketball player, and they managed to finagle it so that he doesn't look like super short compared to all these NBA <laughs> basketball players. They do a very good job with the basketball scenes. Uh, making him look like a realistic NBA basketball player. But anyway, and he ends up getting an injury and Queen Latifah plays a woman named Leslie Wright, hence the name of the movie. And she is a physical therapist. So she ends up getting hired to work with, uh, with him. And uh, Paul Patton, who is one of the most beautiful women I don't understand why she doesn't have like a bigger career than she has, because she is so stunning. Uh, she mm. plays uh, her best friend uh, slash cousin. I think they're cousins. Anyway, best friend uh, who ends up also getting kind of involved in the situation. And uh, I just really like it. I think they had great chemistry and uh they i think their bond really worked and built uh and the ending is really good and so yeah and you got some whole bunch of nba players in here like dwight howard and Dwayne wade and people like that and uh so have you seen this one i have yeah Yeah. excuse me it's a really good one Uh, she's got several that came out i feel like in the same time period like Mm -hmm. last holiday and um then this one and i've what's the other one what's the one you mentioned oh there's last holiday and she did like beauty shop and um she was in uh she was in stranger than fiction yes <laughs> well of but course she is because a lot bullied. of our it's funny how our movies kind of overlap <laughs> like several <laughs> of the the players in these underrated films show up in other underrated films but yeah i, mm-hmm. I mean i thought this was really sweet um it 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 wasn't sad really but i it hit me hard when he encountered his injury and then kind of lost everything that it's this direct the director is her name is as sana hamri i'm probably Mm -hmm. butchering that pronunciation but she has a lot of underage she did 
Something New, which is one that I love. I think that that's a really good movie. And then also she did Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which mm. I think, uh, the, well, the sequel. Um, and I don't know. So she's, she's a good a director. And um, I just felt like it was really believable, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to some of these. <laughs> like, and it's nice to have a rom-com of somebody who isn't size two. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little more believable. Yeah. Well, and it was just a, it was a rom-com with substance. It was, she was a, a mm-hmm. wholesome, good person. And he was yeah. caught up in a life of lots of beauty and fame and, you know, his, yeah. his performance as a basketball player. Um, and then just kind of cutting life down to the basics and what you yeah. really need and what really matters and so i was, really like really the nice. ending it's yeah. such a good ending oh yeah i need to rewatch <laughs> that one too yeah uh all right what's your last pick my last pick is music and lyrics with hugh grant and drew barrymore and i <laughs> i don't even know you get to a point or at least i get to a point and you just really like a movie and so i just feel like oh it's so good like elaborate yeah. i can't it's just so good i love yeah. again it's got a great ensemble um the music is fantastic uh drew barrymore is just again delightful she's just so fun she's such an mm-hmm. interesting character and i mean she's played quirky people before of course but um maybe this one resonates with me more she's like a hypochondriac and she's <laughs> super crazy um yeah and Hugh Grant is like a washed up uh, singer from a, a duo, a former duo, a band that was really popular and his <laughs> partners split off from him and became super popular. And he's still kind of just reliving the the golden years or whatever. Yeah. Um, struggling to, to find value. Like what, and what they do a great is. job recreating those like videos from the 1980s <laughs> hilarious so, good. so i love all of it and brad yeah. garrett's in it he's hilarious. oh yeah he's the agent he who grants agent mm-hmm. um i also like Haley bennett as the as the pop star that they're oh writing for she's very yes. funny she's very funny and yeah. very believable mm-hmm. <laughs> just some random starlet just can sing and then yeah. just let her do whatever she wants to do and she's just kind of crazy and <laughs> yeah Kristen she's Johnson underrated is great yeah, too. yeah she's good the sister uh, is hilarious right yeah it's a good one it's a funny one it's got great music and uh and of course we know that drew barrymore and hugh grant have great chemistry so they do they have mm-hmm. great chemistry they both go through uh good character arcs that that stretch them and change yeah. them and yes like you said they've got phenomenal chemistry mm-hmm. so I, it's and just gonna, really sweet and you can sing sing the music all the time and <laughs> although drew barrymore loves to have rom-coms where there's like a whole stadium of people cheering her at the end <laughs> i guess i've never thought of that before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, every time I see a Drew Barrymore movie, I'm going to be like, yeah. does this end with her in a studio? Or at the very least, a, a, a airplane full of people. Yes, yeah. she likes audiences, apparently. Audiences. <laughs> yes, that's true. But it's, well, it's I think one. these are all really good picks. Uh, I think that uh, they 
that you'd have a pretty fun time. You have a little marathon of underrated rom-coms and sure. uh, uh, before we go, I wanted to share some of the ones mentioned on my Twitter, yes, which please. like I'm I said, so is so many. I can't even <laughs> believe it. Um, but I'm going to quick go through these. Uh, we have uh, American sweethearts, one fine day confessions of shopaholic, which I don't love that one, but um, uh, what's your number? Um, about time, a lot of about times. Uh, I feel like I, that one. I, well, I get it. I feel like there's such a rabid fan base for that yeah. one. <laughs> if you mention it, everyone's like, "Have you seen about <laughs> <Yeah>. time?" <laughs> uh, catch and release. Uh, oh yes, yeah. I agree. Ro film fan says, "I think Michael Show Show Walters." Hello, my name is Doris. Is a lovely little film, very sweet film, uh, and I that one i wouldn't necessarily describe as a rom-com but it it is is definitely a sweet film um playing it cool i haven't seen that one uh that was my friend nostalgia cast he said it friends with benefits uh that awkward moment this is mike culkin says i get why people don't like this but i love this movie um five to seven i've never heard of that one man i'm writing all these down i'm gonna check I it know. out <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Forget Paris, uh, playing by heart, the decoy bride. I've uh, never seen that. Oh. What's up, Doc? Which is hilarious. I love that movie. Like a um, really quickly growing list. At twenty twenties, Emma. Mm, good call. Uh, and we also got an oldie, uh, the um, silent movie uh, Seven with um, uh, Buster Keaton, not the uh, not the David Fincher movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'd be don't don't rent that one. <laughs> expecting a rom com yet? <laughs> uh, like love oh, bef- no. uh, before we go. Another before we go. Um, Two hundred cigarettes featuring Kate Hudson and Paul Rudd. I've never heard of that one. Mm, yeah, um, a rainy day in New York. Uh, let's see here. The matchmaker man up. Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. Mm, I like that one. Uh, the Prince and Me. Mm. We had a number of people recommend this. Uh, set it up on Netflix. That one's a pretty good one. I like that. Uh, like a, a Walk in the Clouds. I love that one. Oh, Keanu up. Reeves is kind of terrible in it, but I still love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed to talk about Keanu Reeves. I got in trouble last time. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I'll the just broken... chuckle and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> the Broken Hearts Gallery and Always Be My Maybe. Agree there. That's oh, from Always Joyce Be Folk. My Maybe was so good. Yeah, I love that movie. I love the ending. He's like, hey, I want to hold your purse for you. Oh, so cute. <laughs> uh, Greg Switzer he says Cuban fur- Cuban Cuban Fury. I don't hmm. think it's uh, of it as a rom-com, but it probably qualifies. I've never heard of that one. So that's fun. Super quick. Uh, I will say Keanu Reeves was really good and always be my maybe. Right. I yeah. Will say so he was funny. Perfect in that one. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nuxie says, while you were sleeping, I would never call that an underrated, but it's so good. Maybe to like the new generation. Maybe. Um, letters to Juliet. Mm. um uh sarah buttery says uh ruby sparks it gets a little dark but i adore ruby sparks with all my heart that one's pretty cute uh plus one uh we have which i love there are so many i know there's so many good ones um kevin the critic he says just right fools rush in and forces of nature 
I don't know. I, I can't go with him on fools. Uh, I mean, on forces of nature, but mm-hmm. that one, uh, but I do like, um, fools rush in. So anyway, there were tons. So let us know if, uh, if you have any suggestions, uh, in the comments, we'd love to hear what you have to say or on Twitter and Jennifer, where can people follow you? Um, I am available on Twitter at PB and Jedi. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please check that out. And also uh, you make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It really helps us out a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which is really fun and we talk tons of rom-coms on the patreon group so please please support us on the patreon all the information is in the description we also have our merch store which has tons of fun designs so please take a look at that at that and thanks so much jennifer this is really fun it was and, fun uh, <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> all right we'll talk to you all later bye everyone bye